All right. So last week, something insane happened to the stock market. Like nobody expected this. And <laughs> the dumbest thing in humanity has occurred. Wall Street actually lost to a bunch of Redditors and gamers. So how did this all happen? Today, we discussed that on this episode of the Tondal Little Podcast. Now let's segue immediately to Rishman to give us a brief yet very, very well-versed explanation of the entire situation. Rishman, take it away. Okay, before we get to the main crux of this discussion, this isn't just something that's happened last week, but has been happening since December. So right now, it's been about two months since the initial plan has been hatched. So let's talk about it. Now, you've all probably heard about, ga- of, about GameStop stocks, right? So what's so special about GameStop? Well, for what we know, GameStop is an American video game retail, uh, retail giant, well, former giant in the US that you know, sells video game consoles, video games, and anything related to video games in general. And as of December 2020, it's been considered a dying brand, so to speak, because in this day and age with uh, online gaming, online shopping, and also due to the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, it hasn't been doing well. People haven't been visiting stores. So what's been happening is a common practice among um, investors in Wall Street called shorting a stock. So what does that look like? A shorting a stock basically means you're betting against the current valuation of a stock. So what this looks like is GameStop is a company that isn't doing very well. Well, mind you, it's not bankrupt yet, but it looks like it's going to. So the standard practice among investors, and in this case, hedge funds, is betting that the stock is going to go down. This means that they speculate among markets. They go out and you know carry out investigations. They go out into the mass media and tell people that, oh, you know, GameStop is going to fail. We'll prepare some presentations and tell the public that, you know, GameStop is going to fail to try and drive the stock price down. So what happens is when they short the stock is they're basically borrowing a stock from people who actually own these shares and sell it for, and sell it, you know, to gain capital, to gain money. And then when the stock eventually reaches a low point, um, they buy it back, the stock that they've sold, and return it to the people they originally borrowed it from. From So that's how these hedge funds make profit. They get to keep the difference between the, the money that they made from initially selling the stock at a higher price, buying it back when it's at a lower price, and keeping the difference. So the problem occurred when some Redditors on the Wall Street Bet subreddit they noticed that these hedge funds actually bet against actually bet against and borrowed more stock than it was actually on the market. So yeah, basically so there's the, I think the exact number was like 120%, right? They actually bought 120% of it. Yeah, it, it some people say it's 120%, some sources say it's 300% of the actual available shares. Yeah. This it's isn't to ridiculous. say that all the shares didn't exist, but it's the shares that weren't for sale. But nevertheless really difficult but here's the key here's the key takeaway from this they didn't know that people were going to find out but that's exactly what happened some people yeah, you don't mess found with out gamers. that this happened 
<laughs> yeah, gamers find out things from everywhere. Yeah, gamers found out. <laughs> so what and happened what was happened. these gamers shared it on the subreddit and say, you know what? These hedge funds are doing something that, you know, is wrong. They're buying more stocks than is available because they got too greedy. And because hedge funds are known for screwing people over so much, how they propose an idea that if enough people collectively banded together to start buying GameStop stock, they could they could theoretically you know push up the price to an extent where to extent where you know since these hedge funds have effectively borrowed hedge the stock, they eventually have to loss. pay it back. Yes, yeah. because they have to pay it back eventually at a higher price. And here's the thing: theoretically, right? Because they have to pay it back, there's no loophole around this, right? The higher the prices, the more people they buy the stock, and the higher the share price goes up, these hedge funds could stand to make infinite losses, and this means just huge profits for anyone owning GameStop stock, which is really incredible. Yeah, I agree. So to sum it all up, basically a bunch of gamers uh, got together. They said, "Screw you, Wall Street! You're trying to take away GameStop and." Need I remind you, these people grew up in the 90s where, especially in America, where GameStop was really a prevalent part of their life. Uh, where, like, when the PS1, PS2 came out, or, like, Nintendo and stuff like that. Uh, even today, um, a lot of people prefer physical copies or digital copies because of that nostalgic factor that is still left behind by these physical copies. I think there are other reasons to it. I personally didn't buy a lot of games when I was young. Even though I did game a lot, but I gamed on PC, so uh, I don't really see the um, attraction there. But I can get why because it's more like an archival thing. Rishon, do you have any points about this? Like, why do you think um, there are still these hardcore fans of people buying physical copies? Because I honestly don't know. I guess you can look at it from a nostalgia point of view. I mean. Okay, I obviously since I don't live in the US, I've never been a GameStop, but I primarily used to game on console. So, you know, back when there was no existence of of online shopping or digital games, that was the only place where you could, you know, get games. And to the most of these gamers, GameStop wasn't just a place to buy games; it was a place to hang out where people could meet meet up with like minded gamers, discuss their favorite games, and. We know, okay, a lot of people don't like GameStop for like their used game trading services because of the ridiculously low valuations they give. But it was still, it was still a fundamental way of how these gamers were able to make money. You know, by selling off their, selling off their old games to get credits towards buying a new game. It sort of like built the foundation for trading for a lot of these people, and to see something that was so prevalent in their childhood to just go down like this. I guess, I guess gamers really do just have a soft spot for the little guy, and it's kind of it's kind of ironic that, uh, not ironic. I'd say it's more fitting that GameStop's uh, slogan is actually "Power to the Players," because that's exactly what's happened right here. Gamers were able to use that to regain some control. I guess yeah, it was never. This? Have you ever gamed with a physical copy, or like, do you have any experience with that? How about in like New Zealand, like when you lived there, was there any GameStops there? Did it have a prevalent presence, or was it just like 
obscure even at that time, which was around 2015, I guess. Even when I went there, as I went around the town, I couldn't really find any game store, game stores or game shops. Oh, good God. Game so it was dead for a long time. It's not exactly dead. It's more like maybe it's under a different name or maybe it just didn't make it all the way to New Zealand. But apparently, no, but Canada, way, no, Canada has a similar thing like to GameStop. It might be under GameStop, but it's called EB Games. So it may be under different names and in different towns. Maybe mm-hmm. the town that I went to was just too small for it. But I think it was there and I just didn't notice. All right. Uh, aside from like GameStop, because that might be a niche to the US only, and the world isn't just about America, as we know. So, Rinke, what do you think about game stores in general? Like, if you take away whatever's happening with GameStop right now, do you think they were going to die out eventually? Or could you have seen them surviving past this point? Hmm. Well, a lot of humans show hoarding tendencies and they show strong feelings towards nostalgia. So, I would say about a fraction of gamers would have tried to keep these stores going and the others would have just went online because as Kisho said, he only played PC games when he was small and not really much console games. Because the the thing about console is a PC can do anything a console can and it can do so much more. A console just allows you to play games and... Yeah, and you can connect to anybody, like anybody at all, over PC. I guess um, the reason why there's a lot more PC gamers than console is because, like, just the fact that, especially on console, right, for PS4 and Xbox, both of them have, like, these, uh, currently, I mean, I think it was implemented, like, a long time ago as well. Like, for online gaming, you need to buy a service. You You have to actually purchase... The online service even for switch you have to purchase nintendo online which is not even available in all regions which is ridiculous because you won't even get the right thing like you suffer so much lag just to use the online service which you're actually paying for whereas in pc you have like this, this shit load of games uh, some of them are like the biggest names of gaming uh, ever like valorant dota league of legends you know uh, player unknowns battlegrounds all of these um, Fortnite, most of these games are even free and they're such big names so you could have whereas in console, not a lot of games are free and the free ones are normally just ports from the PC version, so consoles have been built for more of like this uh, investment into you buy this game as a single player investment you know, I think console, that's what consoles, consoles are like yeah yeah, consoles are more for single players because like let's say Minecraft, if you didn't have a Minecraft online like servers and stuff, you would just be crafting yeah, mining so on your own, and that that's all you need a console. But a PC yes, yes. Steam version allows you to go on uh the high pixel sites, the skyblock sites, every yeah, kind of servers imaginable. Exactly yes. So, so really, PC okay. gaming is more about connecting with others. So I have a branch of this. But before we reach that uh, tangent, um, Mingzi, do you have any thoughts about this or any inputs that you want to add? Wait, what was your question again? 
I mean, do you have any thoughts about this this entire situation? Like, what do you think about it? Like them jacking up the stock price just to go against the hedge funds, and the hedge funds actually losing money because of all of this? Nah, no comment. No comment. Okay, so you're definitely gonna have a comment for this one. So, uh, this is the part two of the story. So, about two or three days after this entire explosion and people becoming millionaires overnight, right? Robinhood, the stock trading app where all of this trading um, and this stock investment, all of this uh, shenanigans, they actually barred average consumers from buying stocks from specifically GME, AMC, and all of these other stocks that they were trying to boost, you know, which is ridiculous because they are actually sucking up to the people in Wall Street, even though in 2016, when Robinhood was first created, they actually said, let the people trade in their first tweet. So it's like a lot of people were really, really mad at that. And they even filed stuff like a class action lawsuit against Robinhood because it's market manipulation. So does anyone have a take on that? <laughs> it's ridiculous what they're actually trying to do. Right. Okay. Two responses to that. Okay, firstly, right, I think it's very ironic that it's Robin Hood that's been doing all this. I mean, first of all, we know, like, the classic <laughs> yeah. Robin Hood story, Robin right? Hood. You steal from the rich <laughs> yeah. to help the poor. But this, the is, but this is literally the, the opposite. And second of all, right, you know how <laughs> these trading apps are set up to, you know, help facilitate free trade. And all these big billionaires and hedge funds and venture capitalists who run, who are investing in the stock market, they're like, oh, don't play with the free market. The market has to remain free. This is the principle. And then when the system finally flips against them, they're like, no, no, no. The poor people have found out a secret. We got to keep them out. That's just plain wrong. And it's really, it's really great to see these, uh, you know, these regular people just like you and me being able to get one up over these hedge funds. But it just says a lot, you know, about how much of influence that these big, corporations have over the little guy because of how much money and influence they have but this this does kind of mark a turning point you know i don't see how robin hood for one can come out of this like the company has to die it's going to die there's no way they're going to come out of this look smelling of roses again but more importantly right i think this just shows how bad it is when you can have leaders from different sides of the political spectrum coming together to condemn Robin Hood. Like you can have Ted Cruz who's like as hardcore Republican as you can go and AOC both agreeing on a topic for the first time ever. Yeah, that's like ridiculous. That's like if a, if the pro-life and the, the pro-choice community came together to, to an agreement about life and, you know, choice, it's, it's ridiculous. It's something that would never happen. You just it's can't like see it they, they suddenly found this middle ground. Yeah. It's like when two sides suddenly clash and then everyone... It was like the same thing that happened with uh, Jeffrey Epstein's, uh, you know, uh, suicide in quotations. Oh, where, no. the entire internet, <laughs> yeah, where the entire internet came together because everyone said, like, Jeffrey Epstein didn't commit suicide and then he was actually um, murdered in jail. But then it was like <laughs> this entire conspiracy where... They were just trying to cover up that he was actually murdered and shit like that. So it's, okay, it's kind of but, one of these cases where the internet come like came together and just agree on this one single like single point. 
exactly. But okay, like before we move on to something else, right? Speaking of coming together, I think some of these people, some of these companies, like, you know, even like you've heard of Melvin Capital, right? Who had to file for bankruptcy because of how much they've lost. They've got too greedy and they've got hurt. Yeah, but, some yeah. of these, but some of these corporations are turning around and trying to, you know, frame it on these Redditors that there was a big conspiracy and they're trying to frame it as illegal. Like, I've even heard, like, people banding around the term that this may have even been a collusion. And now we all know that it's technically illegal to collude together to bring down a hedge fund. But technically, (laughs) if we look at the facts, this is information that everybody has already known about. People know about GameStop. People were able to see that these hedge funds were shorting more than they actually could. And... There isn't, if you look at the Reddit thread, right, there isn't any real evidence of like a group of people finding out about GameStop first and hoarding the shares and then spreading to the masses. No, it was just a random dude saying, hey, I found this out. Wouldn't it be cool if you could just like, you know, ruin these hedge funds lives and get one up over the man, stick it to the man and bring the power back to the people. But it just goes yeah. to show, you know, that it's like how, these billionaires like, just no have so much of power, do, and these guys still, yeah, these guys still can turn it up, turn it around, you know, even though they're getting screwed. Like they're not going to lose money in the end because these corporations are still uh, sucking up to them, you know. Right. So, Rinkit, what do you think? Is it fair what they're doing? Do you think it's illegal what these redditors are doing by sharing information about GameStop and driving up the share price? What do you think? Uh, for me, I think it's exactly what Robin Hood stands for, I guess. But it's just the poor that are robbing the poor and giving back to themselves. I think you couldn't have put it better. That's a great description. GameStop itself was poor. And people who aren't as rich buying up a poor stock and making millions of cash from it. So it's sort of a roundabout and I think if I had the knowledge and the money, you know, the, the what do you call it? The capital? No, no, the, um, the, the funds that you can dispose of, I forgot what it was called. Disposable income? Yeah, it's called that. Uh, if I had disposable income and the prior knowledge, I think I would actually join in and buy a few shares myself. Just, you know, just to follow on the trend and see how it goes. But some of the sites that I read up on says that uh, the forecast is that the stocks will fall and all these Redditors will lose all their money. Because okay, so is- I have an input about that. Like, about okay, that buying hmm. So basically, there, there's this YouTuber called Some Ordinary Gamers. Uh, he's, his name is Mudaha. So he, he was actually a stock owner for this. And then basically he was covering the situation. And then at one point, the SEC got involved, which is like federal trade commissions uh, or something like that, which is like he said that that's kind of like a big deal because they're kind of claiming it to be a pump and dump scheme. And if they can actually prove that it's a pump and dump scheme, then literally everyone is going to get um, like prosecuted because of that all of the people who actually bought the stocks. So, um, 
Yeah, Kishore, uh, I read on the Wall Street Journal as a, another website, and it says that Keith Gill had heard from the SEC, but uh, hasn't heard from them after the first time. Ah, okay. So they're not actually following up on that? Or no, they're, they're, they... They're, you, know, you know, the Biden... A, the Biden party, they say they said they have been notified of this situation by the Commerce Department, I think, or the Economics, I can't remember. Uh, but, but they're not. Yeah, they're monitoring the situation and they're not really actively preventing anything yet. So I, I think, think Nancy Pelosi it, called it interesting. That was the yeah, word I she think used. We can take it as a sign that it's not really illegal, per se. Yeah, Robert Wright actually quoted, like, he made this entire situation like Robert Wright is one of these political uh, scholars that fight for like equality and basic human rights and needs for everyone and then he basically tweeted a bunch where he was basically showing uh, saying that to sum it all up market manipulation does happen but now it's with full transparency where you can literally see these Wall Street people doing this to the people you know when in reality, this always happens. It's just not this transparent. And that spawned like this flurry of memes on the internet, which were like incredibly funny, I guess. Like it was a good few days of memes, I'm not gonna lie. Have you seen the tweet from Elon Musk? Game stonks. Oh yeah, that, that boosted the price even more. <laughs> Why do you think he did it? I don't know, maybe he owned some or something. <laughs> Anything okay. that Elon Musk tweets just immediately goes up. It's ridiculous. Exactly. And he knew what was doing. <laughs> so here's, here's the hot take. <laughs> you know, Elon Musk owns Tesla and SpaceX, right? And once upon a time, about not too long ago, Tesla and SpaceX weren't the monoliths that they are now. And were in a similar position to GameStop, if you recall. Well, yeah. The com- uh, I mean, like, in general, every company has its startup days, right? Yes, but here's the thing. Hedge funds like these were targeting Tesla and SpaceX and shorting their stock, which could have essentially killed the company. So that's why people like Elon Musk who who have these startups and are not doing successful, they have this insane amount of hatred for all these hedge funds and all these venture capitalists who are shorting stocks. So this was his way of getting revenge. He knew that just one tweet could just boost the stock up and, you know, even bank exactly, up some of these yeah. corporations. And true enough, he, they did. <laughs> yeah, it's actually ridiculous to see how so many people have been robbed. And then now when it's happening to them, they're like, oh God. Like people on Twitter were like, like sarcastically posting. They were like, oh, come on guys. You got to think about these hedge fund people as well. Like they still have oh. like three boats that they have to rent. <laughs> it was really good. I like all the satire that came out of the situation. Living in their crystal mansions. Yeah. Losing about Get, a zero point zero one percent of their income. Yeah, do you have any final thoughts about this before we end off the episode? Um, nothing much, I guess. I think you guys covered all the bases. What do you think of the situation? Like what do you take away from the situation? Do you actually think that it's illegal or do you think that it's something that it just proves like the market is free but it's still being manipulated? What's your perspective on it? It's a manipulation but it's not uh, it's not pre-planned. 
what's, what's the word? Um, premeditated homicide, you know, but it's just premeditated uh, GameStop crashing. It, they well, just, yeah. a bunch of creditors just agreed to do this online and they just did it. It's not like they pre-planned and then they shorted the stocks intentionally. And it's not like they targeted any, any hedge funds. They just went for it and they... In the in the process of it, they just bankrupted all the big names. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mingzhe, any last thoughts? Uh, no, not really. You guys pretty much covered the entire topic. On what your... do you think about it? Do you think these hedge funds deserve to get screwed and the people actually deserve to make this money, even though it might be considered to some as market manipulation? Or Yeah, I think they do deserve it. They've been manipulating the market for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Bunch of hypocrites calling each other hypocrites. Yes, I agree. All right, so with that being said, Rishwan, take us away. Right, so I guess it all pretty much sums up what this is. And to most people who own GameStop stock, or most people who are following this news development, be it through media or through our podcast or through other platforms, I think we can all agree that this is mainly not about people becoming millionaires overnight, but it's about sticking it to those who are taking advantage, advantage of the systems that we live under. This is about power coming back to the people. And I think to a lot of people who are involved in this, this isn't about making money, but it's all about the principle. A lot of people who actually invested in GameStop stock have come out and said that it doesn't matter to them if they lose all the money that they've saved into it. But what matters is, is that they've done something historic. They fought against the big venture capitalists and the big hedge funds and won. And this sets a precedent that you don't have to have a huge amount of influence, a huge amount of capital, and a huge amount of uh, luck to do well in anything, to come up in life. All you need is the power of the collective. And I think the internet, the power of the internet, the power of Reddit has just, shi- has just shone through that when a group of people come together with a collective idea to get something done, it can be done. So I think the key takeaway from all of this is that, you know, you shouldn't really doubt the power of the collective. Get out, get active. You don't have to get active in just like an investing forum or red subreddit in general. But it's good to follow up on the stock market because this information is available. But more importantly, I think, be informed. Make sure you can read anything that you can. Get your hands on as much information as possible because you never know when these loopholes might spring up. And that's when you are able to take action to beat the system because ultimately what we're fighting for is a world that is rid of inequality, where it's where there is a level playing field between those who are rich and those who are poor. And I think with that being said, this has been a great episode of the Tandro Tinu podcast. Hope to see you soon. Please join the Discord server. Link will be in the description and we'll catch you in the next episode. Goodbye.